Hey y'all, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of the Sassy and Saved podcast. Real Talk Nation. It's been a minute since I've been by myself, but here I am back again. Did you guys miss me? Did you miss me? I know that it is the end of March and we are starting a new series, Shame on Me, but I had a lot of things going on. But don't worry, I am reclaiming my time, reclaiming my podcast, and reclaiming our series. And we are going to start this series and push it into April like nobody's business and deal with it, okay? We are in our brand new series, The Cost of the Oil, where we talk about some of the prices we have to pay to walk and flow in the anointings on our lives. And so if you're with it, let's talk about it. Okay, so just a disclaimer, this is probably going to be a really short episode, a drive-by episode, short and sweet, because I'm so tired. I'm recording this at 2 a.m., and I hate recording at this time because I feel like I just ramble, because I get so tired, I just start rambling, so I pray that I don't ramble. God, give me strength. Jesus, give me strength so I don't ramble. But yeah, this is going to be a really short one. So, um, um, first off, let me start by apologizing because I know I owe you guys a podcast from last week. Um, what happened? I don't even have an excuse to be honest. Like I'm not about to give you no excuses. It's 2019. I'm grown almost 25. I can't be given excuses for my actions. Um, what happened really was I just have a lot of things on the go right now juggling a lot you know work school serving in church this ministry working out hello somebody a lot of things on the go and it's really busy it's a really busy season and so some things end up um some things end up falling through the cracks and some things end up getting missed but i definitely will try to be still fruitful still producing in this time being faithful with this podcast even in the midst of many tasks. I guess it's it's time management or something that I need to work on, but um, pray for me. Anywho, as you know, we are in our brand new series, our series for March, even though we're like in the middle of March, so it's probably going to carry into April, but um, we are in our new series entitled I Want All the Smoke. Um, The series is Surrounded and based on the cost of the oil i think it's a conversation that needs to be had i think it's a conversation that needs to be constantly had a conversation that um is is actually being preached about right now a lot i was scrolling through instagram today and i saw another christian podcast had 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 the same topic i saw that ty Trebit was um talking about the same thing and I love when that happens I love it's like it's like a, a, a woo moment for me because it, it, it reminds me and it keeps me in check it lets me know that I'm, I'm sensitive I'm being sensitive to the spirit and picking topics when other people are, are all preaching or teaching or talking about the same sort of thing you know that that is the move that is that is the side and that is the move of the season that's where that is that is that is the heart of the season see this is what i mean about rambling that is the the move the wave the heart that is that is on the mind of god if you see many men and women of god talking about the same thing that they've they've all been able to tap into the heart and mind of god it's not coincidence and so i'm always very humbled and excited when i see 
um, other churches and, and the big names um, talking about the same thing that God told me to talk about because it just constantly reminds me that indeed I did hear him. Um, but yeah, the cost of the oil, I think it's a necessary conversation to have. Like I said, there's lots of preachers preaching it right now. But you know we gotta talk about it on real talk because we we talk it we talk about it from the millennial point of view, and we also talk about it in real real life terms like on the pulpit. You know they gotta be classy, they gotta accommodate everyone. But here we just go all out, and so I'm happy that we're able to talk about it. And and the heart of the series and the reason I entitled it "I Want All the Smoke" is because walking with God comes with smoke. <laughs> like I know, and if you're anything. And if your story is anything like mine, I know you were sold a dream when you were told to come to Christ. And it wasn't lies. It definitely wasn't. But if it's anything, if, if you're anything like me, you heard about the good things that would happen when you come to Christ. You heard about how he changed people's lives and how their lives are easier and they discovered their purpose and you hear you heard about all the good things that walking with Christ did and, and granted there's so many good things that come with walking with Christ the best decision I ever made in my life I am never going back put it on record never ever turning back I will never backslide I will never turn away no I'm not doing that it's definitely the best decision I've ever made but um as I began to walk with him and and as I began to grow in him, I realized that a lot of people failed to mention the other side of things. That even though it's a great decision and it comes with a lot of benefits, there is a cost and a price to pay to walk with him. The enemy don't attack anything that's his. So he attacks Christians. And I don't know, in my mind, I felt like that. And I don't know, and my and that was never and that was never sold to me, and so I was really surprised the first time I had to endure hardship, because I was like, why am I going through this if I'm walking with Christ? Why am I going through this if I, if I, if I, why am I going through this if I'm serving God? Not realizing that I'm going through this because I'm serving God, but even in speaking to different people be it evangelizing, being people that are in Christ and, and, and have backslid, people that are in Christ and, and just are tired. Um, one of the common things is that they just didn't expect all the smoke that comes with it. They didn't expect all the hardship. They didn't expect the cost. They didn't expect all the sacrifice. And I, and I guess in reality, it's it's not a good way to sell something to somebody. Hey, you should come to Christ. It's going to be amazing. He's going to change your life, but the devil's going to attack you more. I get it. But I feel like when you're dealing with millennials, transparency is our best method. And so that is really what this series is about. Being transparent about the cost of the oil, having us understand the cost of the oil, why we go through the things that we go through, why it's important for us to be pressed and crushed, also how to overcome it. And you know, I don't like doing things myself. I like you to hear from other people as well because I'm not the only one with a story. And so we do have some amazing guests this season, but we're doing things a little different. I got tired of only talking to people in Ottawa and people in my vicinity. And so this and so for this series, our guests 
will be joining us via Instagram Live on Tuesday nights. So before you get the podcast on Wednesday, you'll get to you will get to hear from our guests on their sacrifices and the prices they paid to accumulate the oil to accumulate the oil on their lives. I think that's cool. Is that cool? Anywho, let's lay the foundation for this series. I am so tired. It's only been nine minutes, but you know what? We're going to lay the foundation for this series and then call it a day. And then next week we will go deeper into the what's what's and the who's who's of the cost of the oil. So first thing we need to understand is oil. What is oil? What is it? What is the oil that we all talk about, that we all pray about, that we all long for? What is the oil? I'm pulling out my Bible dictionary here so I can get you the actual definition and not give you anything from my own head. I am not a false prophet. So um, let's see what the Bible dictionary says about oil. The Bible often describes people as having oil on their heads. What is the oil? In the olden days, the anointing oil was physically poured on a person. So, you know, in different stories in the Bible, we'll use David because that's my Bible boyfriend. Um, We know that Samuel came and found him and poured oil for him to be anointed the anointed oil and when the anointed oil will would 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 be given to someone or the oil would be poured upon someone that would signify them as being set apart that is what it means to be anointed it means to be set apart set apart to do a specific task because we are all anointed for something for a group of people to do something for a group of people by god but what it means to be anointed it means to be set apart in today's society, we don't necessarily have people physically coming and, and anointing us with oil simply because times have changed and the Holy Spirit has come and he lives within us. So they don't have to do all. It's not necessary for them to do all of that. A lot of people still do it for the sim- symbolization, but the anointing is but the anointing is definitely still on our heads even though we're not being physically anointed. So that is the oil that we talk about. But again, let me open up the Bible dictionary because I am not a false prophet. I don't know why oil is not in here. It says olive, but it doesn't say oil. So I'm going to read out olive just for the sake of, you know, credibility. So olive, a fruit-bearing tree about 20 feet tall with a gnarled twisted trunk, white flowers and berries that ripen to a black color. The olive tree grew slowly and continued to bear fruit after reaching a great age. Before it died, new branches sprouted from its roots. The fruit was harvested by beating Wow, this is not even relevant. The best oil, okay, was obtained from the green olive fruit. It was used as fuel for lamps, as anointing oil, and and as an article of commerce. Olive trees were cultivated in groves or orchards, okay. The most famous olive garden mentioned in the Bible is Gethsemane, meaning oil press. Um... I'm sorry. You see, that's how you know I'm tired. Why am I looking for the word oil like it's not anointing? <laughs> One second. Anointing is the word that I should be looking for. And 
in the Bible dictionary, the word or the definition for anointing is to authorize or set apart a person for a particular work or service. There we go. The anointed person belonged to God in a special sense. The phrases, the Lord's anointed, God's anointed, my anointed, your anointed, or his anointed are used of Saul, David, and Solomon. In the New Testament, all who are Christ's disciples are said to be anointed. That's right. They are God's very own, set apart, and commissioned for service. Uh, Priests, kings, and prophets were anointed. Oil was poured on the head of a person being anointed. Kings were set apart through ritual anointed. Jesus the Messiah is described as anointed. Yes. Um... I think that's all that I need for this right now. Right. So, yeah, the anointing to authorize or set apart a person for a particular work or service. That's the gist of it. That's what I need us to understand. Wonderful. So, yes, the oil that we pray for, the oil, when we say a person has oil on their head, it is basically that. So when you read the Bible and you see that people are physically being anointed with oil, people are physically having prophets or or, or whoever coming and pouring oil on their head in these modern times, those, yes, some preach some pastors still will will do that for the symbol for the sake of symbolism but we believe as christians that we ought we have oil on our head that is given to us by god and because we no longer live by old testament principles whether or not we are physically given or whether or not oil is physically poured on our head we carry the anointing to flow in the gifts of the spirit we carry the anointing to flow in the graces and the anointing given to us by god to do his work or to do and to carry out his work and to to minister and be the light of the earth and it's really interesting that this said that it was used as fuel for lamps. So that is one function of the oil. We know that we are called to be the salt and light of the earth. The same way the oil was used to be a fuel for lamps, a person with anointing on their head, a person with oil on their head will be the light in wherever whatever sphere they're called to. And that's not de- and that's not necessarily preaching on a pulpit at church. You can be anointed to to sing, you can be anointed to cook, you can be anointed to, to braid hair you can be anointed for to do nails to be honest god cannot be put in a box and anointing is just the extra umph the the grace the mercy and the 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 ability the backing and the ability to do that which you were called to do with ease And so that is why it's so important for us to discover our purpose. That is why it's church lingo. We're always told, discover your purpose, discover your purpose. Because once you discover your purpose, you will better understand not only your gifts, but what you are anointed to do. And what you are anointed to do is directly tied to your purpose, directly tied to your assignment, directly tied to your ministry, quote unquote, and directly tied to why you are on earth. And so... 
And as I was reading, I said, I got revelation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The, the, the book says the most famous olive garden mentioned in the Bible is Gethsemane, meaning oil press. It's, and I just, as I was reading that, I was thinking, isn't it ironic that, that Jesus would go to a place called oil press to get the anointing for what he was called to do. His mission, his purpose, his assignment for coming to earth was to die on, on the cross. And we see, as we read that story, that in the moment, right before it was about to happen, he was quite scared, he was nervous. That's the first time we see him sort of question, sort of double back of, of what he actually came to do. Since he was born, since he was born he kept professing it he knew exactly what he was he was called to do he knew his exact assignment and it was only in Gethsemane that we see him sort of double back and feel like oh should I do this should I not and I just find it ironic that he was in the, he was in the garden of Gethsemane which we're which we just read is meaning oil press so he went into the oil press to get the oil to carry out his assignment understood much like we all must do. And so the cost of the oil is simply that, going into the oil press to get the oil to carry out our assignments. And you may be wondering on what an oil press is, and the oil press is the apparatus for pressing oil from seeds and from fruits. The, and so the process for, for obtaining olive oil is growing the olive tree, harvesting the olives, crushing them with an oil press, and then collecting the oil. And that analogy is literally the same thing in our walks with Christ. We start by growing and being groomed and being harvested wherever we're serving. We start by growing and that's when we come to Christ and we're reading our Bibles and we're taking the steps necessary to get closer to him. And then we suddenly, and then we begin to be harvest. You may be join, you may join a ministry at church, be serving, be in a small group, have a mentor, etc., etc. And then the next part is the part we all hate is once we, and once we have been harvest enough comes the crushing. And that is when we go through the oil press, but it's a necessary part of the process to get the oil. We can't get the oil without the crushing. And, and the crushing can be different for everybody. The greater the assignment, the bigger the resistance. And that is our motto for this series. If you hear nothing this whole series, I want you to hear that. The greater the assignment, the bigger the resistance. What does that mean? That means the, the, the greater, the more, the harder your assignment is on earth, the more you are resisted by the enemy and the more oil that you'll need. Which in turn means the more crushing you'll have to endure. The more you're crushed, the more oil you have. The more oil you have, to, the easier it is for you to oppose the enemy. The enemy opposes those with major assignments. So if you have a major assignment on your life, if you're praying that God should use you and give you a major assignment and give you a, me a mega church and make you a big famous preacher or whatever it is that people pray for, know that that is going to come at a price. There is a cost to have those titles. Those preachers that we see, that we admire, the Sarah Jakes, the T.D. Jakes, the Christine Canes, and all of them, those mega preachers, the Mike Todds, people that are taking over right now, that we see everywhere, 
Every understand that every time you see anointing at work, there is a price being paid. The oil is not for free. The oil is not for free. Those people are being crushed. And I'm sure if you got a chance to sit down with them, to listen to their stories, you would hear you would hear not only how they were crushed in the past, but how they are constantly being crushed even now in the present. You look at someone like Mike Todd, he's right now probably the most influential millennial pastor on the scene. Everybody knows Mike Todd. Whether you saved or you're not saved, you've probably listened to relationship goals. Which means what? That he's making impact not only in the in the in in the church as an institution in the kingdom, but he's also making impact in the world. They, I've seen on Twitter so many times people that have watched relationship goals and they've talked about it and it's, it's, it's inspired them to live a life of celibacy. It's inspired them to think smarter about who they're having sex with and, and how they're, they're taking care of their bodies. And, and, and the enemy don't want that. The enemy don't want that. It's one thing to be influential to your people. Like, it's one thing to be influential to just Christians. We're already saved. So it's like, okay, but when you are, when your stream of, when your, when your circle of influence has surpassed just Christians and gone into the world, that will make the enemy mad. So obviously he's not just going to sit back and let him, let him change people's mind. Let him bring people out of wrongful mindsets. Let him bring people out of sin. Let him bring people out of bondage. He's going to attack him. And so to, so to flow in the anointing that we see and we are blessed by, we all listen to Mike Todd's sermons, to flow in that anointing for him to bless us, he is constantly being crushed. Because again, the bigger the assignment, the greater the resistance. And wherever you see anointing at work, there is a price being paid. So before you start praying to be used like Mike Todd or like Sarah Jakes or to be, to be, to, to have the same anointing that they flow in come on your head, be careful. It's a dangerous prayer because when you pray for the anointing on someone's life, you often get the journey associated with it. And that is the cost of the oil. The cost of the oil in today's society is so many things. Slander, gossip, sacrifice, being hated for no reason, etc., etc. But it's part of the price that you have to pay for the oil to carry out your assignment. And so you wonder why you are keeping yourself and you are serving God and you're being a good Christian girl and guys don't seem to be interested in you. It may be taking long for you to get into a relationship or long for you to get married. Meanwhile, the other girls who are just hoeing about, sleeping with everybody, they're the ones that all the men want and they're the ones that are getting married and you're wondering why how can i be serving god and be delayed and the person that's not serving him is being advanced the cost of the oil so you wonder why it's so hard for you to go through school or so hard for you to get a job or so hard for you to just be stable in life when other people are out here living lives of sin they have everything that you need and more the cost of the oil Those are all prices that have to be paid for you to accumulate the oil you need to carry out your assignment. Now the thing is, you want the oil. In fact, you need the oil. If you are going to stand against and oppose the enemy and fulfill purpose, you need oil. You can't do it without it. 
You can't do it without it. You cannot fulfill purpose without oil. And God will anoint you for a certain thing, anoint you for a certain people, and anoint you for a certain reason. And you ha- and you have to make the decision to take on to you have to make the decision to pay the price, to carry the cost no matter what is thrown your way, no matter what it takes to accumulate the oil lead, the, to accumulate the to accumulate the oil needed to fulfill that assignment or you will mount your pulpit dry. Now, don't get me wrong, you can still carry out the functions of your assignment and your purpose without the oil. It's possible you can do it, but you won't be breaking chains, yoke, or bondages. Bible says the anointing breaks chains, yokes, and bondages. So you can still do it, but you won't be you won't be breaking you won't you won't be bringing people out of bondage. You won't be breaking chains and yoke. People will still be living in bondage and still be slaves to sin and still be in the hands of the enemy under your ministry, be it actually on the pulpit preaching be it in the realms of business be it in the marketplace whatever you are called or anointed to do you're supposed to bring freedom you're supposed to be light to that place you have been called and set apart to be the god in that area and if people are if people that are in that area are still slaves to bondage and sin then you're not carrying out the full function of your assignment so you can still do it without oil but it's pretty much pointless at that point and So we all should strive. We all should strive to constantly be pressed and constantly being and constantly be accumulating oil on our lives. I mean, if even Jesus, the Messiah needed oil, even he was anointed to do something. How much more us? And so one of our guests, she's one of my good friends. Her name is Laverne. Um, She is anointed for youth. She has a heart for young people. She has a heart for teen ministry and she's anointed for that. And so she's going to come and she's going to speak to us about some of the costs and some of the prices that she had to pay to accumulate oil for that anointing. And then we have another guest that I cannot reveal just yet that is also going to come, but she is anointed for women and she's also going to come on IG live and talk about some of the prices and some of the costs that she had to, to some of the prices she had to pay and some of the costs she had to carry for the oil on her life. And then you have little me who is, um, anointed for teaching the word <laughs> um, um, but also anointed for uh, to, to, to influence women as well and there are prices that I had to pay most of you know my testimony you know what um, it entails but there are also some other prices that I, I have not yet shared that um, I had to pay so we'll talk about that as well the, the key thing that I want you to understand from this series is that walking with God is a walk of sacrifice. There are sacrifices that need to be made so that you can accumulate the oil, so that you can fulfill your assignment. And the problem is with, with the problem with millennials is that we are so entitled. We want to live a life of comfort. We want to live a life 
of ease. And so when things get tough, we back out. And that's the reason why I believe a lot of millennials, a lot of pe- a lot of millennials, a lot of young people struggle with walking with God. They'll come for a bit, then they'll leave. They'll be there for a bit, then they'll leave. Sometimes you'll notice in a church, like someone will be there, be on fire, be ready to do everything. And then all of a sudden they'll just fall off and then they'll come back and they'll just fall off. The reason why we're so back and forth and we cannot plow through and commit to walking with God for extended periods of time is because when hardships and when the pressing and when the crushing comes, we can't sustain that. We don't want to deal with that. We can't deal with the sacrifices. We can't deal with the cost. And so we leave, not understanding that that cost is necessary for you to fulfill your assignment. And when we forfeit the cost and when we forfeit the pressing, we forfeit the oil. which is not going to get us anywhere. And so that is what that is what we're going to be talking about this series. We're going to talk about everything. Definitely we're going to hit sex cuz that is my pet peeve, you know. I I cannot. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um um I I cannot. I can't deal with that. I I I need people. I need I need people. I need millennials. I need us all to commit to being celibate and not misusing our bodies. Um, I, I, I was listening to a podcast recently and the stats were, were disgusting. Um, let me see if I could pull it up. The stats were dumb. I was so disappointed. I was so sad. My heart was so hurt. Yes, I have it here. 61% of self-identifying Christians said they are willing to have casual sex without being in love. And 11% said they were waiting for marriage. And that just broke my heart because 61% of Christians are saying they're willing to have casual sex without being in love. Casual sex. You know casual sex? Like, that without being in love. That means with anybody. (laughs) Like, and I cannot. Like, anybody? As Christians, we are supposed to influence the culture. We should be the standard for others to look to. We should be the standard for the world to look to on how to live and how to live lives of purity, but we're not doing so. And the thing that really, really gets me is like, you know, people in the world are celibate. Like, people in the world make the decision to not have sex premarital to not have premarital sex not even following any religion not even being christian like they just make that decision because maybe they've gotten their heart broken so many times maybe they're entering a new season of their life where they just want to be focused maybe they just want to be selfish no matter what they're Maybe they want to be selfish with their time, selfish with their body. Maybe they just, people have different reasons. Maybe they want to be selfish with their time, selfish with their body. Maybe they want to make the right decision. They all have different reasons. But like there are people in the world that are celibate. So how much more the church? Like that is what gets me. It's not even the issue of like, oh, you haven't said like, honestly, nobody even gives a, a rat's ass crack about what you're doing in your free time. Nobody does. But it's just like we are the standard and those that are supposed to be looking to us are actually leading us. And they're not even leading us in the direction of, oh, we are following them in 
we are following them and being sexually negligent and they're leading us in the direction of they're actually being more celibate than we are and that is a problem and so that pisses me off because honestly like everybody likes sex there's not anybody that doesn't like sex like every like come on everybody likes sex it's unanimous you know there's some things we can say you know there's some things people can argue about half 50% might like it 50% might not 80% might like it 20% might not sex is not one of them we all like sex so if there are human beings whether christian or not that are able to be celibate then you are also able to be celibate and at that point you are choosing not to be celibate and that pisses me off and that pisses me off and and then that pisses me off and obviously there are people that understand that there's a sacrifice that's a sacrifice they have to make to accumulate the oil and you may lack that understanding but that is why this series is here because we need to talk about it we need to get to the bottom of it and i need to teach y'all because that thing pissed me off uh, we need to talk about it we need to get to the bottom of it and we need to do better and so sex will definitely be a topic we'll be talking about because that definitely makes me angry. If you decide to walk with God, get ready for the smoke. But some of us are committed to taking it on no matter what comes our way. We're ready to let the devil know that we want all the smoke. Oh, crrr. And that's straight like that. So see you guys next week for part two of the series where we'll get deeper into where we'll get deeper into some topics and also obviously look to scripture and, and, and better understand what we're dealing with. But in the meantime, however you are being crushed this week, this month, this year, be steadfast, be hopeful and understand that right after the pressing, the oil is accumulated. No pressing, no oil. Until next time, sassy and safe, baby.